Do you want to be a kind person? What is kindness? We naturally think of an act of kindness in very temporal, naturalistic terms. Giving somebody some money or physical gift, something like that. Or some kind of assistance, maybe, that makes their life easier or more pleasant. But there are acts of kindness that are infinitely more valuable than those. Today we'll see the ultimate kindness. And it's something you could show someone today. Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Sometimes people make the mistake of thinking that submissiveness to the authority of God's will means just being resigned and passive and not really having a will of your own. Just, just You ask these people, what do, you, what do you want? What do you want to happen in your life? And their answer is, oh, I don't care. I, whatever God wants is fine with me. Whatever God wants is fine with me. And they think they're saying the same thing as Paul. They think they're saying the same thing as Jesus. Not my will, but your will be done. Paul would definitely agree with the second half of that. Whatever God's will is, is fine with me. He would agree with that part. But he would never say the first part. Oh, I don't care. Never. (laughs) Paul cared deeply. Deeply. He was totally submissive to God's will, and he wanted that, but he understood that, see, here's how it works. When God wills something for your life, very often the way God wills to get it done is by burdening your heart with it and making you passionate about it until you become so consumed with that passion that you just start praying for it and praying for it and crying out to God for it and beseeching Him and running and laboring and working hard and mobilizing some other people to help get it done and then praying some more and banging on the door of heaven some more and pouring yourself out on the ground until it, get, it gets done. That's how God wills to get His will done through your life. So the phrase, it doesn't really matter to me, and the phrase, oh, whatever God wants is fine with me, don't go together. Do you see that? Total submissiveness to God's will is a wonderful thing, but apathy and indifference and lack of passion are not good things. Paul wanted to visit Philippi, and you can bet, unless God just slams the doors closed on him, he is going to find a way to visit Philippi, because he wants it. This is how God's will in ministry works. Paul wrote this book to help the Philippians understand how to live together with selfless unity. Love one another, be unified as a church, selflessness instead of selfishness. You may have noticed the title of this series that we're in right now, the last five weeks, has been Passionate Servanthood. Passionate Servanthood. And so uh, you might be thinking... Which is it? Or what are we talking about here? Are we talking about selflessness and putting others ahead of myself, others' interests ahead of my own interests? Or are we talking about ministry in the church and passionate servanthood? Which is it? The answer to that is this. Putting others first and serving passionately in ministry are not two parallel themes in this chapter. They are the same theme. There's one theme in this chapter, putting others first, putting others' interests ahead of your own, because 
The, the, the most fundamental way to show selflessness and to put other spiritual needs ahead of your own is to serve them passionately in ministry using your spiritual gift in the church. That's how you do it. That's the main way to do it. Look at the examples. Jesus put our interests ahead of his own, right? That's the beginning of chapter 2 with the kenosis passage. Jesus put our interests ahead of his own interests and became a what? A servant. Right? He served. The way he put our interests ahead of his own is by serving. Timothy put the Philippians' interests ahead of his own interests. How did he do it? By serving them in ministry. Epaphroditus, same thing. Paul, same thing. See, these are all the same. If you want to serve someone else's highest spiritual interests, there's no greater way to do that than to get your spiritual gift in action and serve in ministry in the church because nothing will do that person more good than for grace to be gushing from a healthy church. So it makes perfect sense that in a chapter about putting others' needs ahead of your own, Paul is going to talk a lot about laboring hard in ministry. They go together. Even if you enjoy ministry, it's still a sacrifice because... Pouring yourself into this ministry you enjoy is going to require giving up your life. Look at verse 30. It says, Because he almost died for the work of Christ. Um, literally, Epaphroditus literally says, He approached to the point of death for the sake of the work of Christ. He put his life on the line. We saw that last week. Now this, this phrase, to the point of death, it only appears one other time in the whole Bible, and it's in this same chapter. It's back in verse 8. You remember it? Being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Same exact phrase. So Paul is connecting him. He's, he's, he's clearly saying Epaphroditus did exactly the same thing Jesus did. Now, in Jesus' case, he actually died. In Epaphroditus' case, he didn't. He, he recovered. But he was willing to die, and that's what makes it the same. So the point isn't so much whether you die or not in ministry. The point is, will you lay down your life completely and pour it out uh, like a drink offering like Paul did? So you can sacrifice your life in two different ways. You can sacrifice your life by dying for Christ, or you can sacrifice your life by living for Christ. Right? Either way, you're giving up your life for Him. Instead of doing what you want, serving your own temporal interests, you use your life to serve Christ's interests. And when you do that, you are actually giving up your life for the work of Christ, whether you live or die. You're like Paul in chapter 1, for me to live as Christ, to die is gain. And if you do that to serve the spiritual interests of others, then you are putting their interests ahead of your own temporal interests. That's the connection between serving and ministry and putting others ahead of yourself. You can probably think of someone in your life right now who needs help, and you just wish you had a ton of money or some special skill or expertise or something so that you could get them out of whatever jam they're in. But you have something that person needs far more than they need money or anything in this world. It's your spiritual gift. They need that because your spiritual gift is a means of dispensing grace from God, which is of infinite worth. 1 Peter 4.10 Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Whenever you use your gift in ministry, you're administering 
God's grace. The form of grace that God has allotted to be distributed through your unique gifts. Give some thought today to the value of what you have to offer. And don't let any bogus false humility or thoughts about how you don't have anything to offer get in the way. Don't let those thoughts cloud the truth of what the Bible says about spiritual gifts. The more you appreciate the value of what God has placed in your hands to distribute to His people, the more passionate you'll be about serving in ministry. Just a quick heads up, we're going to be taking a pause for the holidays, so our next episode will be on New Year's Day. I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.